that's just a tremendous, I don't even know the words to describe it right now, but just that, that God does a work in us today um, that he's done from the beginning and that he's continuing to do. And Pete's story is just, just another one of those amazing miracles of, of how God is using someone today to continue his message through the beginning. And what we're, what we're doing today is just a little bit different than what you may have seen here in church before. You may have never been to a church service where um, you don't have somebody standing up and preaching. But today we want to bring you something a little bit different. No, we do not have a Jonathan Ross show for you or Conan O'Brien. But we have something a little bit better than that. And um, while we're on the subject, we want to talk about today the subject of faith. We've been through it over the past couple of weeks during our summer series. And we've got two amazing guests I hope you all know them, um, and if you don't, there's a good opportunity afterwards to get to know these great men that uh, we're going to talk about faith with. So if you give a warm welcome to uh, Christian, yep, almost forgot his name, but Christian and Phil. So, Don't fall down, guys. Crowd surfing later. Um, but uh, so, yeah, just to go ahead and begin, uh, we want to just kind of open up an opportunity to go into deeper um, on what what faith is. And, yeah, just to get it started, one of you guys, both of you may answer the question just simply in one sentence. What is faith? Go on, Phil. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's a question that obviously uh, lots of people ask at times. And for me, the, uh, the beginning of Hebrews 1 really nails it, you know, that uh, we're sure of what we hope for and we're certain of what we do not see. Yeah. Um, so faith in terms of the Christian life is, is dealing with the, uh, the currency of the invisible. Um, and, uh, of course, in work context, in family context, in unbelieving context at times, many people say, well, if you show me God, I believe. But faith steps into seeing God, uh, who is the invisible one, and as Pete shared in the story, he, he becomes as real as the air we breathe. For me, faith is being fully persuaded and being fully convinced. So when we talk about faith in God, I'm fully persuaded and fully convinced in who he is and his ability to do what he says he can do. Perfect. Great answers. And so for for the audience today, uh, for the Christians and non-Christians alike in the room today, um, you've just told us what faith is, but how how does faith apply to Christians? And then how is faith important to those who may or may not be of Christian faith? How does that tie in together um, with with our journey? Yeah, Uh, I I think there are three things that we need to look at. And for those who weren't here a number of weeks ago, the, 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 the first thing I would say is that on the journey of, uh, of the Christian, there needs to be saving faith. Ephesians talks about it's by uh, grace you have been saved through faith. Okay, so there's something about saving faith. And then there's living faith. And that, that we, we need faith to live. And, you know, uh, Paul wrote to the Corinthian church that we don't uh, live by what we see. We live by faith. And then there's something called dynamic faith, which is that faith that if you've got faith as small as a mustard seed, you can command that mountain to, to depart and it will do. So for me as a, as a Christian, it, 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 you know, you cannot be a Christian without having faith. It's impossible to have, to have a belief in God and yet have no faith in God. 
Um, what I would say, though, with, with, with people, and I don't know all the audience here this, this morning, Austin, is that um, when we talk about the subject of faith, and I may digress slightly, it, actually, um, we can have faith in all kinds of things. See, I'm talking about a faith in God. But some other people have faith in their jobs. Yeah? They have faith in their job. They have faith in their husbands. They have faith in their wives. They have faith in their bank balances. They have faith in their, in their house or houses. They have faith in all kinds of things. For me, one of the things that, I, what, why I'm a Christian is because my faith in God is absolutely concrete, rock solid. He's never let me down once. He's never failed me. Yet, you know, my wife, beautiful wife's here on, 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 on the front, but, you know, she's incredibly committed and dependable. But there's times when I will let Caroline down and Caroline will let me down, yeah? And people put their faith in things that actually aren't rock, rock solid and aren't certain. I'm clear on then. They're not, they're not certain, but as believers, we put our faith, yeah, in a God that I've never seen, but I know him to be true. I know him to be true. I've proven him day after day in my life. Yeah, I, I think sometimes people tend to look upon people of faith as being, um, you know, if you like, against the norm. I actually think it's people of doubt that are against the norm. Because uh, God's actually put a faith element in all of us, as Christian said, that... that, that uh, element for us to believe you know uh, we've talked a little bit about holidays and people may have, have traveled on a on a on a train on a on an airplane on a tube st- and we we've not been personally introduced to the the pilot or the driver but actually we've exercised faith in that person to be able to do a job that's going to get us from a to b and frankly um if we didn't have that in terms of a gift from god life would break down and sadly people sometimes do become institutionalized because they have a complete inability to believe in anything uh, so for me it just goes beyond that that as, as we heard earlier, you know, God gives us the ability to believe in him. Um, so I, I, I think we ought to be more bold in terms of Christians, as, of sort of not being apologetic for this and not feeling that we're on the margins. I think we're actually flowing in the very image of what God's called us to be, which is believing people. And coming to a relationship with Jesus sets that journey up for us. Very good, guys. And so this is a question that I'm about to ask that don't hate me for it. Um, but occasionally... Um, there are times in my life where, where as a Christian, I know that I have to step out on faith. I know that it's through faith that all things are possible. But occasionally, sometimes I don't feel like that's right. Um, sometimes I just feel I don't have faith and, you know, I get stressed and worried. How do you answer people like that, people like myself who've gone through that or who ask the question, you know, I pray I'm a Christian but yet God has still not answered my prayers. I still feel like there, there's a disconnect. Um, what do you say to those people, to myself as included, um, and then how do we necessarily get over that and move forward? Yeah, I, I think you asked two questions, actually, yep. uh, in, in, uh, in one sense, Austin. I mean, firstly, you know, you, you personalize the, the thought of saying, um, you know, sometimes God's stretching my faith to step out in him, and I, I feel sometimes a bit weak to do that, as though you're the only person that's ever felt it. Actually, we've all felt it. And, and you know, uh, the Bible talks on a number of occasions about going from faith to faith. So whilst we're away uh, at the missions conference, um, one of the uh, other contributing speakers g- gave a, a great presentation, and he used a clip from YouTube um, about the, the, the Trapeze Act, and um, uh, somebody letting go of the trapeze, knowing that they'd be caught by uh, another member of the team. 
And I think for me, you know, the journey of going from faith to faith uh, is continually letting our hands off the trapeze. Whatever the trapeze is, family, work, security, money, all those things that we can sometimes Hold on. cling on to. Uh, because actually the most secure place in all the world to be is having let go of the trapeze, knowing that we're going to be caught by the hands of God. Right. But the reality is that sometimes we feel we know better. Um, the, the other side to the question of sometimes believing in God and maybe there's some puzzle with it, I, I think is an age-old question. And uh, I'm loath to give cheap shot answers to that. I, I think sometimes we, 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 we just have to trust the timings of God, to the wisdom of God, God seeing a bigger picture. Uh, but I, I think we can fully commit to, uh, to him and know that he is working all things together for good and we can absolutely rest in that. Excellent. Phil read my notes. Just brilliant. <laughs> so we'll, we'll just move on to Christian and get him for the next one. Um, last week, Christian, you talked about, um, obviously over the course of the past few weeks, we've talked about faith and you mentioned um, a personal story about you and your family that you went through um, and, and how it was through faith that basically you got through that situation. Um, and so that was a personal story for you. And again, we all have those, those similar stories. Um, how would you go about encouraging those people um, who weren't here last week to, to make that step of how it is that we live in faith? Like, how do we live out faith in our everyday lives? And how does that affect the overall picture of our Christian life, Christian walk? Yeah. Well, the big, que- the big question, Austin, for me is, um, and it's the question of all questions, am I going to live safe or am I going to live um, with adventure? So that's the first thing. Because if you want to play safe, you can play safe. Okay, so that's the first thing I, w- I would say. Now, I know your story, and I'm not about to bounce it back to you, but what, br- what brings a man from, from the other side of the world who, 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 who lives in, in America to do what he's doing now? It's that it, Austin made a decision to not live in the safety of his, of his environment and actually go on an adventure. So, question to you, okay. What makes Neil and Lou decide to do all that they do, sell all their possessions and go and live in Albania? Even though they have got a beautiful tan and they live near the beach, there are ch- some challenges that come. What makes them do that? It's faith. So you either got, you've, got to, you've got to live with... So in answer to your question, you know, uh, what would I say to people? The question, the big question of all questions is, are you going to live with the safety of your life or are you going to go on the big adventure? And I know some of you are believers and you love God. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about are you going to go on the big adventure or are you just going to play safe? Now, it may not be that you're asked to go and move to the other side of the world, but what is your big adventure here in Ilkeston? What is your big adventure in Mansfield? What is your big adventure wherever you live in this locality? What is your big adventure? So I think that's one first thing I would say. I mean, for me, it was that we have absolutely given ourselves to... Uh, increasingly, Austin, to go on this big adventure. Now, in some ways, I mean, Caroline knows this, that, you know, when, when, I, when, I, when I felt a sense of call on my life and, and then did what I did, the year's program, I honestly thought I was the next Billy Graham, Reinhardt Bonnke, and Benny Hinn. I thought I was going to go all over the world. I thought it was all going to be kicking and rocking, and, and I was going to be here, there, and everywhere, and uh, yeah, it's, Caroline's looking at me like that now, but I really did. I thought we were going to be all over, and, and you could say, well, that was a great adventure, and you became a pastor. 
This was the last thing that I was thinking of. But I want to tell you, this has been a great adventure. This has been, and, and still is, our greatest adventure. We love what we're doing here. And we are committed to living a life of faith. So challenges come. They come to all of us. How do we overcome them? With a faith and confidence in God and his word. What God says, he can do. I'll go back to what, I, what for faith for me is. Being fully persuaded. And fully convinced. What God says in the Bible and what he did for Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, he can do for me. And I just, I just, I'm increasingly want, allowing God to just, for me to step into that Austin that he can do it. Excellent. Fully Does that answer the question? I think so. I think it kind of answered a lot of them. Sorry. <laughs> but, um, so throw my notes away now. I don't know what else to do. Uh, no, but, so, so we do live in that faith and we try to do that step by step every day, and every day is a new day. Um, how how do we go about encouraging one another to to live out that faith day by day, going as we've talked about over the course of the past few weeks, going deeper, going stronger, you know, in our faith um, as not only as individually but also as a church uh, here at Arena. Yeah, I, I think very often it, 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 it's, a, it's a step-by-step journey. I mean, for me, I, uh, I get a great kick out of uh, having the privilege of being part of a church leadership that actually sees that happening in people. Um, so I was talking to somebody recently that's only been a believer in our church a couple of years and now fully devoted to Jesus and a part of uh, the, the serving life of this church. Uh, it didn't start there week one, um, but they've gone on a journey. They've committed to the adventure. They've said God's first and, you know, I think that's great. You know, people sometimes talk about little challenges that they're facing, um, steps of faith that they've made, uh, people making commitments to share their faith more at work. And that's happening all the time. Um, and for me, Austin, I think it, it, it is um, the continual journey of God doing something in us so they can do something through us. Um, so, um, you know, we, we can very easily say we'd like all the miracles, um, but also... God said, uh, you know, I'd like to deal with your character. Um, because uh, if I gave you the miracles, your character couldn't handle it. Um, so it, it's working in us as well as, 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 as working through us. And, and I love to see that. And sometimes the working in us is less spectacular. But I can look all over this church and see lots of people that are growing and have grown. And if they took a few moments to look back on where they started in the faith, uh, maybe a tentative step to where they are now, their ability to share, uh, their ability to be part of a team, their ability to grow in ministry. That's exciting. Alongside that, I think it positions us also for God to give great breakthroughs. Can I just add to that as well? I mean, I think the question at the end was, how can we encourage each other on into that? I I, I really think that we have a great opportunity here um, in this church in that what we are saying is we don't want to live with any limitations, negative limitations. And what we need to be doing towards one another, instead of if somebody comes in with an airbrained idea that's centered around God, instead of saying, huh, that'll never happen, why don't we speak faith into that situation? Are you hearing me this morning? Why don't we speak faith into that situation? Because we've not been great in, in I don't think, in the United Kingdom. Of, of, I mean, I think one of the things that's captured the mood of the Olympics is we won so many gold medals and so many trophies and it just caught the imagination and it was just great. You know, we stuffed the Aussies. 
Oh, come on, we stuff the Aussies. You know, we stuff the Germans. We didn't quite stuff the Americans, but uh, sorry, yeah. Um, but it just captured the imagination. I just thought, that I love the whole thing that there was a growing belief. We need to have a growing belief in this church. So instead of saying, you know, I'll use the example, the young guys. We're really believing that there's going to be a thousand young people that we're going to touch and reach in these coming years. And we really want to build a youth, a youth camp, uh, you know, in the summer. Um, and we're going to pull this person in. And we really, instead of us going, <laughs> we go, go get it, guys. Go. Instead of saying, well, we're going to go and take a nightclub in Mansfield and say, nightclub? <laughs> You've only got 50 people. Go get it, guys. Are you hear what I'm talking? So we actually, so how do we encourage faith? By speaking it into, by encouraging faith. You know, because we live, here's another thing, those who have kids. Let them go. Some, some of our kids, I mean, we're going to have to face this in, in, in the coming days. Some of them might, some of our kids may end up in Australia, may end up in China, may end up wherever. Are we going to hold on to them? Or are we going to allow them to go on the faith adventure? Because we don't want to live with any sense of limit, limitation. So I'm, I'm, I'm a bit passionate about that. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So, where do we follow up from that? Um, no, but, um, so you go, we want to encourage each other. We want to, we want to dive deeper into faith, you know, as a body. You've said that. Um, and encouraging one another. You've mentioned that, um, that, the, that people have the visions and the dreams instead of just laughing at them. Um, or just saying that's impossible to step out on faith. So for those people that are in here today who maybe have that dream or that vision, or maybe they just want to take, take their relationship with God to the next level in, in faith, whether that be serving, where do you encourage them and point them to go um, where they can get involved or to share that? What, what would their next step be if they feel like they don't know where to go after that? I mean opportunity to share with leadership in various aspects of the life of the church, team leaders, church leaders, um, you know, numbers of people that, that we can talk to. And I think, you know, we're genuinely trying to create in church uh, an opportunity for people to be vulnerable. So the reality is that in all that Christians shared, that's with the spirit of accountability, where sometimes the pushback's been in the past is that people have had a scheme and then have said they're going to do it. Um, uh, with no sense of accountability to the body of Christ that they belong to. Um, and that creates some nervousness at times. So I think, again, it's, it's, it's a number of things working together. But where people can uh, vulnerably and transparently share their heart and people can cheer it on, it may need some direction, it may need some help, it may need uh, some shaping. Um, but as I say, not just to laugh people away, but to genuinely get together with people and, and to pray things through and see where God's taking us. Um, the reality is we want to work together. Uh, we don't want, you know, a couple of hundred folks just going and doing their thing because there's no cohesion to that. But to allow people to dream and to allow people's gifts to be expressed. Um, I didn't know this morning, until this morning, Pete was an artist, you know. Um, but so, so there's lots more gifts to be expressed. But do it by sharing with people. Do it in, in secure context and conversations and then allow that to be fueled. Was there anything you wanted to add to that, or did that sum it up? Okay. Well, the reason I asked that question, um, and it's, a lot of us may have known the answer to that, but I feel that sometimes, just from my own experience, that it's hard. Sometimes you feel that a pastor of a church, they're like, you have to step back. They're not approachable. But what I wanted to share with 
with everybody here today is that Phil, Phil and Christian both, they are approachable. They, and as a church body, um, there are people that we can come to when we have, you know, a vision or dream or even a struggle. Um, there's people here to listen and, and to go forward from that. And it's through faith that we have to step back. And I believe that it's Satan that takes us and grabs a hold of that um, when, when we're, we feel that maybe these two are unapproachable or their wives or, you know, other people in leadership are unapproachable. Um, Satan takes hold of that because he doesn't want us to voice it out. He doesn't want us to find victory. He doesn't want us to share our vision because he knows that, that, that God has a bigger plan for us. So he keeps us silent. So I just wanted to ask that question because I know that these two men um, and their wives, you know, are there for us and they are approachable. Um, and they're not just people here that are only here for Sundays. They're here every day of the week. Uh, something's always going on uh, in arena as uh, arena community. You know, there's, there's so much happening in Ilkeston and Mansfield. And um, it's through faith that these men have stepped up and are leading us in a direction, um, you know, to step out in faith, to go forward in, in what God has for us um, as a church. And so I just wanted to ask that question to let you guys know that they are approachable. Um, so, and to move on to my next question, uh, what, what do we, where do we go from here? Um, where do we go um, with faith? Um, as sometimes, you know, God is continuing to build and build a vision. Um, and you can answer in the context of Arena Church or maybe a personal story. But, you know, God is giving you that vision and you're praying for it and you, and you kept believing and expecting um, and we've kind of already talked about some of this um, as far as, you know, building up and encouraging one another and just waiting on the Lord. But um, where, do we, where do we go to in Scripture? Are there some special references or things that we do that can deepen, deepen our faith uh, daily in the Word? Where do you go? Well, I mean, first of all, for Austin, for those people who have never made a commitment to follow Jesus Christ... That there is an opportunity even today to actually reach out to God and begin the faith journey. Uh, whatever issues that have gone on in your heart and life, whatever, wherever your background, whatever you're living in, whatever state you are at this particular moment, you might feel you're so far gone. You're not far, far gone. God still loves you. His love, his love is still reaching you. He still calls out your name. And you can receive faith, living faith, saving faith this morning. Uh, I think that's an important thing for us, for us, for us to, you know, to, for us to nail down. I, I'm trying to think of the other thing. It was a really good one. Do you wanna, have you got anything else that you want to say? Yeah, uh, 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 the, the journey uh, has to continue in the principles that we've talked about. I think sort of um, uh, the, the the danger, if it sort of someone's getting a little older, is that sometimes even as a Christian leader, you can come to a place of saying, "Yeah, I'll, I'll do it in my own efforts," and um, you know, I've taken a number of faith leaps, and uh, and, and that's it for me. Uh, but it, it never works like that. Um, certainly, um, if it, if we want to continually be engaging with God and engaging with His world, I think the, the one of the great lessons of church history is in terms of moves of God that have brought revival in the past. Um, they dissipated because actually people processed those things in faith and then took it on themselves and said, "Actually, we'll work it through administration." We'll work it through organization. In other words, we'll take it off God. And uh, when we take it off God, he says, okay, you get on with it. But, you know, we don't walk by sight, we walk by faith. And it has to be 
the enduring principle of our life. However long we've been a Christian, uh, however many times we've been stretched, however many times we've taken the gulp and stepped into something else, actually God's going to keep challenging us with that. And, uh, you know, my passion is uh, individually, uh, but also for every one of us as the life of the church, it is part of what we are in terms of our DNA, our values, that we would continue to be a faith community um, because that helps us to, I think, keep being relevant, to keep being prophetic, to keep being missional. Uh, God, God comes close to people that keep believing in him. I thought I've remembered. Go ahead. You know, absolutely adding to, to, to that, the tension with, with, with regards to what Phil's just said as well is that actually faith is, faith is, is never passive. So you ask the question, what do we do with it? You know, so there's that tension. Uh, we have a phrase around here, it's a tension to manage. And the tension to manage is this. There needs to be a waiting on God. So we wait upon God. But there's a, also a walking into God. Some people are forever waiting. You need to start walking. Faith, faith is active. Faith is active. I'm not just waiting on God. I'm walking into God. I'm walking towards God. So there's that tension to manage. So what do you do with it? God said something to you. You need to be accountable. Bring it to, you know, the leadership. You know, work it through as a family. Pray it through. Get the scriptures. But then you need to start taking active steps towards that. So an example. You know, we've gone on record. We, 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 we want, we, we'd like this building in Mansfield. Okay, so that's the example. So we need to wait upon God. And I'm waiting upon God and we're praying as a leadership and as a church. We, we, we're bringing that. But I've got to start doing something with that. So what did I need to do? Pick up the phone and have a conversation with the agent. Have a con- conversation with the owner. So some people, I think, on this faith, oh, I'm waiting on God. Well, what are you, you know... Come on, start doing something. What I get very concerned about is those who don't wait and they'll end up blowing up. So I think that's what we've got to be very careful as a t- church and as a, and as a people on this faith journey that we wait and we walk. I think that's an important thing. Wait and walk, that's good. Write that one down in my notes. Um. I nicked off Phil, actually. It was uh, all Phil, so. But um, just to... I believe that we've kind of gone over the different, all the aspects of faith, maybe not hit all of them, but I feel like today we've, we've answered a lot of, as far as, you know, personal things and also as a church with faith and, and how we can go forward. So I just wanted to wrap up by saying, by asking, is there anything else that you feel that you wanted to share, um, with, with, with us today, um, on, on faith? Um. Finally, for me, uh, Christian mentioned it earlier, but just a, uh, just a real encouragement for us to, to not live with limits. Um, and um, to, to find a quiet moment, um, uh, read, a, read a book during the summer just uh, where there was almost some encouragement to do a, a little bit of a, um, uh, if you like, a debrief on your life. Um, um, and uh, I'm, I'm not about getting overly intro- introspective, but just to find a quiet moment maybe over the next two or three weeks to... To think about maybe, you know, uh, any limits on our life. Maybe something that somebody said to you ages ago. Maybe as you were growing up in your formative years. Maybe, you know, you forever live with that thought of, you know, we, we sort of live in the wrong part of town. Or, you know, can God do it here? Um, um, 
you know, I've never been to university, I'm not educated. All the stuff that we verbalize at times. And, um, you know, you've heard my story, there's no more ordinary background than mine. And I, I just had to continually address the fact that, you know, God doesn't want us to live with limitation. And if we'll just give ourselves to him, if we'll trust God, if we'll believe in God, then God can do something amazing in all of us. It may not be spectacular, but it will be amazing. It may not get on the front page of the Christian press, but actually you can carry the kingdom to people that need to hear it. So I think for me, there's many things, but just on the back of something Christian said earlier, and just a few things of where I'm living at at the moment, don't live with any limits because God doesn't want us to stay there. I think for me it would just be, you know, we can allow fear to so disable us from ever doing anything. Um, and it's that limits again. I, I just, I just don't want to. I don't want to live there for, 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 for my life. Josh, what was that statement that uh, Jim Chambala? I've probably pronounced his surname wrong. Um, that statement that you said, that you posted about a move of God. Sorry to put you on the start spot, but I think it'd be good to sum it up with this. Have you heard that? Can you, did you hear that? Say that again, Josh. I don't, want my, yeah, that's, I don't want my life to go by without seeing God show up on my behalf. Yeah, which is a faith statement. And that's, I guess, where I, I, where I want to increasingly live. I'm not there, but I want to live there. I want to live where, actually, we, we, if we'd have had time, we'd have talked about some scary situations that both of us have been in separately where it was only God. <laughs> only, only God, only God was going to. And increasingly, if I can say it as a church, we are going to lead you into moments where it's going to be only God. So some of you real passive, like things comfortable and tidy and neat, you better grab hold of your seats, just grab hold of them now. Okay, because there's going to be a little bit of turbulence along the way. This is your passenger, pilot speaking. There's going to be some turbulence. Please fasten your seatbelts. Those who love all that, you, will, you, you just get in the turbulence. But you know what I'm saying? We just, we just want to live increasingly with a, with a sense of faith and purpose and not be disabled by fear. Um, you know, perfect love drives out all fear. God did not give us a spirit of fear, but, but of faith. Amen. And uh, we need to press into all that God has for us. Excellent. Thanks. Thank you both so much. Um, I, I know I was encouraged, um, and so I hope you all were as well. And I hope you enjoyed our little setup today. It was a little bit different. And, you know, who knows, maybe Jonathan Ross will show up next time. I don't know. But Amen. Thanks, Austin. Let's give Austin a round of applause, shall we? Thank you. Amen.